0: On Episode 2 of What Would Venus Do, Sarah, our in-house astrologer, illuminates the meaning of the stars. She discusses the recent new moon in Aquarius, which heralds in a frequency of love. 2023 will be about leading from the heart, Venusian style. The goddesses expound on what it truly means to create legacy on the planet, not taking the artistic process too personally and to remember you are the channel, the conduit of creative and sexual energy itself. The ladies ponder, why statistically do men have more heart attacks than women do? And how, as women, can we honor sacred masculinity and support the men in our lives? This thought-provoking, passionate discussion will make you consider, are you living from your heart? An episode not to be missed And these women are only getting started. Welcome to episode two of What Would Venus Do? We Are the Matriarchy production. The first episode, we dove into it right away, as we normally do, but for your more listener, Ease and pleasure. Uh, I'd love, Sarah, if you could kind of talk about what's going on in the stars, and we can jump off from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I almost started to spill the beans before we got on the before we got on the recording, so I'm glad I, I held it in. Um, you know, something that's happening this weekend, actually. So today's the, the 20th, but on the 21st we're having a new moon in Aquarius, and there's a few different things that are really interesting about this. The first one is that this is technically, like, this is what's the Chinese new year. And so, like, this is, like, what in China they would consider their new year. And I think a lot of us throughout this past month, because Mercury was retrograde, Mars was retrograde, it's kind of like there hasn't been that, like, real, like, like just jump into the year. Um, And... Different systems have different time frames that they that they look at the new year between the Mayan cosmovision, the Chinese calendar um, even the human design has its own new year, but this is um this new moon is is kind of special because it is heralding in this post retrograde new year um, energy, and so I'm really looking forward to it because for us, Kristen. Kristen's a Gemini rising and that just means that she has Mercury as her as her planetary ruler and she has Mercury in Aquarius. Steffi has an Aquarius moon. I have an Aquarius moon. We're all very Aquarian and we're very tapped into like, understanding, um, I think, what we're trying to uh, pull in with what the age of Aquarius is in general and really have been reflecting a lot on on it for ourselves. And so I'm I'm excited for for this new moon for us. Um it's going to be obviously dependent on on where it falls in your your chart, but I think generally there's just a big energy boost that's coming through with it. So so that's just a little like new moon and new moons just to just to say um they're always about intention setting and planting seeds. And so that's where we have one time a month where we get the the opportunity to do that in a very real way. And so as it comes through, you know, in the, within the same vein of, of Aquarius, you know, where are the places where you're, you're envisioning new ideas, concepts for the future? Where is it that you're ahead of the curve. And I was thinking about this for our podcast. I'm like, we're ahead of the curve. Like it's just like far, far beyond like what is mainstream yet. And it's going to catch up eventually. But like the one thing about us is that we all have such a deep amount of faith in our beliefs that we're able to hold the vision even before other people are capable of really seeing it or have the capacity to see it. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys want to touch on anything with Aquarius and, and the new moon?
0: Yeah, I I feel that big time because right now I feel like the business and even my personal life is at a point where I have all of these ideas and visions for what the future is holding. And I feel like I'm planting all of those seeds and I'm kind of like even pushing the balls forward. And at first I thought that, I was kind of maybe taking on too much. There's so many ideas, so many things that I want to pursue, but I feel like I have the energy to have it all organized and have the initial stages and the initial seeds planted and like start tending to to them all. So, you know, with the podcast, um, August, my partner and I are going to start recording and making a vlog. Uh, new ideas for programs that I want to offer. We did the launch of the Energetics of Support, and we're building that out. Client Archetypes class, there's so much going on, and I feel like I have the energy to actually move forward on it all because as I'm in the energy of planting these seeds, there's a deep inner knowing within me that this is correct this is the way it's supposed to be you are on the path and this feeling is an indicator that you are on the right path to making all your dreams come into reality so it feels super good and yeah it's definitely in alignment with what's going on with the new moon and Aquarius and the, the the
2: paving of a new path Yes, with that Aquarian energy Chris, yes. uh yes, uh, thank you, Sarah, for your luminosity on the new moon in Aquarius, because I didn't know any of that, but now that you share, it is so completely in divine alignment for all of us, always, and this week, so i'm I'm starting to write my book, I'm writing a book of poetry. Yes. and I really started it this, this week, and the the first two weeks of the year have felt more slow like honey, and everything's just been very much in the soil and in my head, and now knowing this about what moon in Aquarius means, it feels so natural that, of course, I actually started writing it this week, and you know, I want to tell you both, because I had so much fucking fear around writing my book always for years. I had so much pressure and resistance to it. And it feels it feels so good to now actually actually be writing it and and doing it. What I always talked about in my within myself wanting to do and and I feel like a weight has been lifted just because I've started actually started the process now and it's as if that for all of us when we have these these ideas and they're swirling around inside of us like you know the thorns of a rose like saying do it do it do it and as soon as you just realize that it's not personal and to get out of your head and just to be the conduit of it and that you have this idea and once you just actually start taking actionable concrete steps i feel a tremendous weight has been lifted and and i also realized why was i so scared like was i scared of my you know my my son when he's older or my parents reading about my you know salacious <laughs> escapades and things and, but then I also real but through this creative process and now that my artistic juices are really flowing, I, I think to myself, anyone who's interested on this planet about creating legacy doesn't give a fuck, doesn't care, doesn't care what other people think or, Amen. Like, oh, is this going to feel okay? Or, oh, is this cringy or what? Like, very like ego you know very egocentric uh way of thinking about it of you know of that's where the the fear stems from and most people on the planet who don't follow their dreams are afraid in that way and now that I'm really writing again all of that is coming to the surface for me just to just to do it and have it not be as personal as I've I've made it probably all this time
0: yes I am I'm so happy for you first of all that you're finally doing this because you've been writing for ever and why not and I had this mantra yeah I had this little like mantra I would repeat to myself years ago and it was more about relating to other people um, specifically like my sister and showing up in a way that she, that she needed because she needed support. And it, I report, repeated to myself, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. And I feel that mantra coming up as I'm in the mode of creating because it's not about you. It's not personal. It's you are the channel for this information for the creation to be brought to life and Mm -hmm. and then once they exit you it is part of your legacy and your energy is imprinted in that but it's like it's like an artist creating a painting and it's everyone's interpretation it's all of the viewers interpretations it's the feelings that are brought up within them like like I said, your energy is imprinted into it, but then it takes on a life of its own. So you really do have to detach from the the outcome of whatever the creation is.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm so like, I feel like it just, everyone's on the same page right now. Kristen, that was such a powerful share and Steffi too, because I've been thinking a lot about fear itself and like how it you know, when we're like this kind of undifferentiated mass of like internal stuff going on, like we don't actually know what's going on, what's what. It's really easy to identify with the fear, right? To be like, oh, this fear is me and it's trying to and, it, and it's correct for me to be afraid. And so the, the fear is saying that I shouldn't do this. And it's like as we start to tease out who we actually are, it's like actually no. This fear is showing me where I'm still not free, where I still need to push and push the envelope, where I still need to lean in. Now that doesn't mean put yourself or your physical body in a place where it just doesn't feel safe, but it is about recognizing that like, if there's something that you are afraid of, especially when it comes to the creative process, it's like, what, what's gonna happen when you press the button? You know, like, like, like what, what's the worst that could happen when you press the button? And, and, and like, because sometimes we make these straw men, right, out of nothing. And it's like all in, it's all in our heads. Because potato
0: heads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all in our potato heads. Um, well, no, because we have amazing imaginations, right? And so like your imagination can get the best of you in a sense where it even tells you a story, a narrative around the fear, Where you're like, oh, well, this is because all of these different things that have happened to me. And so like, it's not actually correct for me to do this. Or like, I have to protect other people's perception of me. And that's why I can't. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Excuse my French, you don't have to bleep that out. Um, Who cares? Because whatever they think of you is not your business. That's their journey, their path. That's what they have to go on. And I've just been like, okay, now like, what's the weirdest thing that I can do? And put myself out there because i want to just i just want to steamroll over my fear and i want to make sure it knows that it's not in charge like it's never going to go anywhere like we're always going to have it within us and and elizabeth gilbert in big big magic talks about it but it's like you increase your capacity to contain it and you don't steer the ship from that place anymore and so now it's like okay like the fear is still there I'm gonna put it where it belongs and I'm gonna to continue to live my life oriented towards the truth of my beingness and not, be, not be the the false perception that I have of who I am based on my fear and my thoughts. And it's like, this is one of the biggest things I think for creative people because, and especially with social media, because it's like the the age of social media has put us in a place where we can make straw men out of anything, and we can come up with reasons to not create. Ever for I mean, they literally will just you could just pop into your head, pop, 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 like different reasons why it's not time. I don't feel good. I don't feel ready. I don't feel worthy. Whatever the thing is, and it's and and you have to be able to discern like what that voice actually is, and is if it's based on an old story that you've been telling yourself, or if it's based on like actual physical danger, which 99 times out of a hundred, it's not what it's based on. And like you said, Kristen, mm-hmm. for those of us who are interested in legacy and like actually like embodying the truth of who we are so that we can affect the most amount of people in the most positive ways um, or in the most correct ways, we have to just say, fuck you to fear. I don't know if I can curse here, but um, yeah. You're welcome to. okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, but, but, yeah, they were both just like that has been something within the creative process that has been keeping me stuck and quiet and silent and just you know navel gazing for so long, and I'm just like it's me it's it's me and me, it's not me and x, y, and z, and when you start thinking about like how this person from high school that you haven't talked to in fucking fifteen years. Is thinking about your post. Like you're you're in the wrong area. You've, you've, you've left the train. You're not in your own sovereignty anymore. You're in the freaking like, you know, upside down. So it's yeah, it's definitely been this year, 2023, is like all about heart and leading from that place and not letting your mind co-op the situation and tell you things that aren't actually accurate and so i'm just i'm excited to see all of us just coming into our beingness and and putting it on front street you know um so i'll 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 end it i'll end my monologue there but um feel free for either of you if you have anything else to add on that
0: yeah i don't know if i talked about this last week but i did a story on it and i feel like i've spoken to you ladies about it but recently within this new year of 2023 um, and we're at January 20th right now I anytime I feel fear around a decision that I have to make it is an indicator for me that I have to make it obviously not a life or death situation not putting myself in an unsafe um, environment but if I'm feeling this this measly fear that just doesn't shouldn't hold any power I will go ahead and make and say yes and do that decision and and just go eye to eye with the fear because I know that it's basically getting me into a state of being a little bit uncomfortable i.e getting out of my comfort zone and on this path of just up leveling and expanding and growing in the the dream life that I want to live in it's it's essential to be in those circumstances and to just look at fear and be like I'm doing it anyway
2: yes 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 you both again you will have heard me say this before but for our listeners i'm also i've i've always been a yoga instructor and what something i've said in all of my classes always is to lean into the discomfort or the disease uh of what you're experiencing physically or mentally or emotionally and it's the same could be applied to this conversation around the creative process and fear because Frankly, we live in a time where we we don't like to be uncomfortable in any way for any period of time and we'll easily distract ourselves and scroll on social media or put Netflix on or change the subject within ourselves when, when that feeling arises and what happens when you lean into that feeling and you soften into it and you surrender to it that actually always What's on the other side of that is all of your power and your grace and sovereignty and you'll surprise yourself by leaning into what feels uncomfortable.
1: Well, yeah, and I think I also just want to touch on, you know, the difference between heart and willpower, because I think that a lot of times what we end up doing is, you know, there's there's extremes, and I'm a little bit of an extremist when it comes to things. And so it's like a lot of times we tell ourselves to like, oh, you have to do this thing or else. And then we're basically like, you know, when it comes to creating, it's like if you, Kristen, were writing a book and we're like, I have to write this book. Like it's not going to be as juicy when you're pushing. And we talked about this a little bit Mm -hmm. last week, but you know, the willpower and this is something that's really, really big and, In patriarchal culture and specifically for men and this is something that i wanted to just like touch on in this episode because i've been thinking about the difference between willpower and heart because willpower is basically all ego and and you know something that we touched on in the beginning is like we have to get out of our own ways we're not using our ego to propel us forward we're taking our ego and saying all right you're going over there I'm the conduit for this. I'm humbly the conduit for this. Not like I have to do this in order to, um, feel worthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's a big discernment lesson here. There's a big, you know, uh, distinction to be made when it comes to like, how do we approach the things that we're doing creatively? Because there's a level of like having to overcome the fear in such a, gracious and feminine way and not doing it in a masculine way and not doing it in a patriarchal way. And because here's the thing, I could use willpower all day to beat myself up into doing the things that I think that I need to do. And there's a bunch of different issues with that. I mean, first and foremost, your your vibration's off. Like you're not in the energy of desire. You're not in the receptive mode. You're not in the energy of pleasure. So you're not gonna be able to magnetize as many things if that's the energy that you're using. But secondly, when you're using willpower, you're not in alignment with your own heart. And I think that you know the masculine, specifically men, there's nothing wrong with, with willpower, right? specifically men in our society they've been conditioned to push through their the truth of their heart in order to feel like they're good providers protectors um, what what have you containers and and they don't actually have that level of self reverence and gentleness that's required also when you're approaching and having to go toe to toe with your own fear because it's one thing to to just completely like basically ram into your fear and there's another thing to like dance with it right and it's a different it's a different energetic and it's a different outcome because you could hurt yourself in the process when you're ramming into your fear whereas when you're dancing with it it's like oh no like i get what this is like i'm not going to make you bad or wrong for existing but i am going to be aware and be conscious and be feminine and be cute and be flirty with it, instead of making it like this huge obstacle that I have to overcome, right? And this year, I really think is a lot about heart. And it's going to elevate the people who have the capacity to live from their heart space. And I'm just recognizing in many of the men in my life, how difficult it is for them to live from that place. And it's it's a really hard thing for me to be able to to, to kind of take in, because it wasn't something that, as a woman, we have a little bit more spaciousness around, like, our ability to express our feelings, even if we are more masculine women, or even if we have um, tended to be falling more into, like, that uh, really structured way of being, we still have the cultural A-OK to be in touch with our feelings, and men don't, And so the, their heart space is oftentimes totally uh, like they're unaware of it and they use willpower most of the time to push through the different, you know, tasks and things in their lives. and, And they don't even understand it, you know, and like, I've seen this with my own father, which is why I'm talking about it right now, but I've seen it with many men. And so I think that, you know, it's the fear is like not a... The fear is not a um an obstacle to be overcome. It's about it's like a, a partner to to understand the role and, and like like basically the nuance that exists within the architecture of your own internal being. And there's something beautiful about it because it's the intelligence of your body, even if we want to increase our nervous system's capacity to hold it, of course, we're not trying to like radioactive or um bomb the fear out of us it's not the, the idea and it's not feminine so so yeah the heart has been something that i really think is an important aspect to 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 approaching fear with
2: that uh sarah that was so that was so beautiful i just had to sort of sit and marinate in your words to process and uh, I guess a, a couple of things that came up for me one of um one of a, a teacher of mine that I really respect her name is bir and she is a queen of Taoist and tantric arts and she said in um in 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 the the Taoist ancient teachings that the the heart is referred to as the the um the palace of your spirit. And I think that it is um, and Sarah, you and I spoke about this, and Stephanie, we did as well, that that it's not a coincidence that men have more um issues with their hearts later in life. That I think women because we have the ability to tap in more with that place of heart, and have this this system to constantly check back in with ourselves more throughout our life. That perhaps maybe, and I don't know the you know the the science uh, physically around this, but perhaps maybe that's why energetically women don't have as many heart complications or heart attacks, things like this later later on in life and. It It's very fascinating to think that if men, of course, they can lead, of course, lead from the heart. But if it's from that place of more like we're talking about of willpower and pushing up against that, the palace of their spirit in that way, that then it breeds for more issues l- later on or long term. Um so that just, that that came up uh, in reflection to your share.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely like the energetic realm has just been opening itself up to me so much. And I've just been seeing these things in just less of a scientific materialist way. When it comes to even the science, obviously they could come up with different material reasons but i think that if we really look at energetically the the way that the heart chakra and you said it's the seat of the spirit you know in human design it's called the magnetic monopole like it's and it's literally the the driver and i think you know men get the the message like i need to be in charge i need to be the charioteer i need to be the driver and I need to do this a certain way so that I can keep up with the specific standards of the world. But, like, each man is a human, and like, they each have their own individual selves that may be more or less sensitive, more or less, you know, um, intense, more or less aggressive, more or less whatever. And it's like they're not able to tap into their uniqueness because there's a box that they're trying to put themselves into. And 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 so they they just push past, you know. And I and I am saying it generally, because it has been the experience. It's not to say that there aren't men who are deeply in touch with their heart's truth, like you know. And and I want to also just give a moment of gratitude for all of the masculine energies in my life who do show up as providers, as protectors, as containers. It's not that that's not something that's good. It's just to say like that the desire to do those things to protect to provide and to contain like it needs to come from the heart space first it can't come from the ego and the will's desire to be perceived in a specific light based on the standards that you're living under and and that's that's the biggest you know it's such a disservice to men You know, it really, it's such a, it's just such a deep disservice to them and and the masculine and the masculine within us, because what's happened to me recently, basically, is that I've just come online to the intelligence in my heart. Like I've been living from my own willpower for as long as I can remember. I mean, truly. So, and, and I have an overdeveloped masculine side probably, but, um, or not, I'm working on, on putting everything into balance, I guess is a better way to put it but I'm just coming online to it. And it's like, I understand when there's all of this pain and you're not allowed to cry, you're not allowed to express it. You're not allowed to be sensitive. You're not allowed to be weak. Where is it supposed to go? You know, where is it supposed to go? Like you can't, if you can't get it out, then stay stuck. And I like think about the men that have such tight shoulders, necks and chests and like how it's all just so solid because they've just been tamping it down, tamping it down and living on top of it. And you know, for me, like I've gone through the process of getting in touch with my own heart and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. You know, that's what that intelligence is. That's the thing that Steffi was talking about before when she said, I know that where I am is exactly where I'm supposed to be and where I'm going is exactly where I'm supposed to be going. Because that's, that's coming from the heart and you don't get that level of certainty unless you unless you can access it and and you can't access it if you're constantly just pushing pushing beyond it and pushing past it and not getting silent and not getting quiet and listening to other people tell you how you should be instead of really listening to yourself and you know these are these are big big you know what i'm talking about the next few years i think like people are coming way more online about this but there is such a deep intelligence to the human and and most of us don't have access to it because we're living someone else's story. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I'm just, I'm experiencing a lot of, we talk about the feminine and the masculine, of course, but I'm just experiencing a lot of compassion in my heart right now for the masculine and how our culture, you know, we can, the patriarchy has mutilated has had them mutilate themselves in a way um that we don't really appreciate it because all we're looking at is materially like that we make less money on the dollar or whatever and it's like okay but like we're able to at least access our heart space without getting called a sissy or whatever like so so yeah I'm just I I have just as much like as our matriarchal container exists like the way that it exists for us is just that like holding the space for the humanity of everyone and not just looking at men as if they need to be um a certain way so
0: yeah this brings a lot of awareness to how I relate with the men in my life and I even caught myself the other morning when August woke up, I wanted to, I, I had a, a couple things that I wanted him to do. And so I initially was wanting to go into that mode of asking him, hey, this is what I need you to do. When can you do it? And I, I caught myself, luckily. And I just went into the bedroom and just kind of sat with him and checked in with how he was doing and didn't come at him with the expectations that I have placed on him for that day, the list of things that I need him to act on. And so I think it's really important as heart led beings to just constantly be putting the masculine, the men in our lives in situations where they get to connect with their heart, where they're, um, taken out of the mode of doing and can really be in the presence and be held as they're relating to their heart.
2: I love that so much flower. That's something I've been really working on is to treat my husband like the king that he is and that fr- and if and if all women did truly if treated the men in their lives with more compassion for everything that we just highlighted and less nagging probably or less pressure, less expectation that the men in our lives would then be able to find that, that quietude and that place from the heart within themselves a little bit more easily than life and all of its pressures and circumstances places upon men in the collective but it has to start it has to start in every home with women just treating their men with uh, a lot of reverence and respect
1: well and and we need to be safe spaces for ourselves as women in order to be safe spaces for them right so it's not to say that we have to fall on our sword or to um pour from empty cups like this is something that just it goes without saying really but um because as we are giving them a like a sense of of reverence self-reverence we're showing them that we have our own sense of self-reverence and then we're also being um reverent towards them they'll have more capacity to be that way towards themselves and that's the trick because you could be the most loving caring caretaking woman, but if the man doesn't know how to be gentle with himself, you know, that's where, you know, it's it's not going to that's where there's a big disconnect, you know, and, and then women get accused of of being, you know, mommy and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. because because the men really need to learn how to be able to to get in touch with that. And then once they're in touch with it, they can understand more deeply where it is that we're coming from too but you know the safe space has to be made initially with with ourselves and it's 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 just so interesting cuz it's like the battle of the sexes for me is just like such a dead game because we both have the masculine and feminine in us and like just honoring the humanity of the individual is is what's in for 2023 and so like some men are going to respond better to seeing someone else model self reverence, and some men are going to respond better to internally experiencing the process of it within themselves. And, you know, the individual is so important in discerning like which it is. uh, Because, because, well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the individuation of the self is one of the most important things that we can have. And if you can honor yourself in any in in any system, any state of affairs wherever you are um you're gonna just be a lot better off understanding the the truth that's trying to come through you and 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 so yeah i mean it's this is this is a really big conversation honestly like just just bigger than bigger than that we could probably talk about this for days because because of just the masculine and feminine dynamic and how it's been so polluted and distorted in in our culture and how like even in the deepest depths of us if we want to be like humans to each other there's still that conditioning around well you're the man and I'm the woman and so this is how it's going to be and polarity is really good like there needs to be masculine there needs to be feminine it's what creates attraction but like there also has to be like the human in- intimacy of of like same, same, like, okay, like I have masculine and I have feminine and I see yours that you have feminine and masculine too. Um, and I'm just like, when can we get on the same page about this, everybody? Sarah,
2: can I ask? You something?
1: Yeah. Go.
2: You, you've mentioned a handful of times that this year is all about the heart or leading from the heart. And obviously our conversation today has just been just exuding and pouring out from that from that place but what do you what do you mean by that necessarily in the uh as far as astrology or the cosmos are concerned when you say like 2023 is all about the heart and leading from it that if you could touch on that
1: there's a few different things that are happening with 2023 we already touched on the fact that it's a seven year and so that is venus and so when i think about When I think about Venus I definitely think that the desires of the heart are right up her alley um and also the creativity that comes from from that place from that place of desire and and beauty um so that's part of it but then also there's another system that I study called cardiology which is funny because it's almost like cardiology which is of course uh related but it's not the same thing this is this is about uh basically playing cards but this year we have the jack of hearts in mars and the jack of hearts typically represents men and their heart and like the 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 kind of ability to just pour and pour and pour and pour from the heart um is also represented from the jack of hearts and so those are two of the reasons that i'm like that but then as far as just my own personal downloads you know Venus her activity this year is the biggest activity of all the other planets, like what she's up to and the different things that are going to happen as time wears on, which I'll start sharing in our episodes, um, is, is kind of like the main story of 2023. And she's going through like a major transformative process. Um, and so, so that's something that I've, you know, I've thought about and then just intuitively because in my In my own heart, because it's coming online, I'm seeing and I'm better able to tap in and touch into the the hearts of other people and see where they're I can actually physically feel where people are blocked now. Like I'm I'm getting so sensitive to to people and like where they are not living from that place because now I know where I'm not. I'm getting really aware of where I'm not living from that place. And it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. I promise and once you know what I'm talking about you 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 can't live live out of alignment with it anymore so so that's it's personal but because of the the way the nature of my own planetary placements and my own incarnation everything that I'm going through I always know is collective too so so I take it I take it to both levels Is that kind of answer
2: Very much. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This conversation just really makes me want to investigate and like every single corner of my life and everything that I'm pursuing and how I live out my days, really asking like, is this coming from the heart? Like every word I say, every Every item of food i I eat like every little thing, just really start to connect to the heart and see like am I bypassing this in any way
1: Yes, and i like I love that you just said that because you can figure it out from your heart, right We get in our heads of like, should I throw this out, should I keep this, whatever. And this is the whole Marie Kondo method, mind you, like this is her whole deal. Like she doesn't, I don't, I didn't read the book. I mean, I'm going to be honest, but she's, she's talking about what's going on with her heart when she's feeling the things and the belongings that she has. And it's like, you have that inner North star. It's always there. You just have to learn how to listen to it and you have to learn the, the sound of it right? Because it doesn't come in through the sound of your ego, it comes in in a completely different way, in a way that's not vocal. And so you have to be able to tap into that. And and I think that we can explore every area of our lives in new ways. And I was joking about how, you know, for me, because of the way that I grew up, like, I feel sometimes like I'm like this, like, this, this, you know, cute little girl, but also like a caveman, like, I've just been like, you know, beating my way through life. (laughs) And I'm trying to become more refined within every aspect and every corner of my life. And now it's a gradual process. But how does the refinement come in by by being and honoring your heart with with every decision you make every thing you spend money on everything that you do, like all of the, the every person that you allow into your life. Right? Like that's bar none the way that we get more refined is by just honoring your heart and it's it's not a perfect practice you know we're not just gonna immediately be like yes I know how to do this like I know how to listen for it I know what the sound of it is like it it, it's trial and error in a lot of instances unless you were really nurtured to be in touch with that as you grew up but most of us weren't because even if our parents did their very best, they still had their own cultural conditioning and their own genetic inheritance and their own, you know, patterns and and ways of of, of living that may not have been exactly the most um conducive to, to living with heart. So it's yeah, I mean I love I love that of like being able to explore every area of, area of your life with new eyes. And, you know, I promise you it's not coming from, it's not going to, it's not going to be a sound in your head. It's not going to be like a, there's not going to be like a ticker tape running through your mind. It's different. It's a different, and and you need to be able to tap into your body in order to get into it. But that's a good practice, I think, for everything that we do in 2023, not just for us, but for anyone who listens.
2: Well, and as we said that earlier, that the, um, that the heart in the, uh, tantric arts is the palace of the spirit. So the, the, the spirit is going to speak to you in much more nuanced, subtle ways than any loud message in our heads. And, and we've all discussed this, um, before the, the three of us that most of the time we, we cut ourselves off from, you know, from the neck down and just just live solely in our head and and all the messages that um that exist there therein but really if you're going to listen out for the spirit you have to get much more quiet and much more focused and much more centered within yourself and ground the auric field deeply into the earth and deeply up all around you in the sky and the heavens and then that's when your heart will start talking. And it is, and it's gradual and it's baby steps. And it's the process that the three of us are, I think going to be, especially after this conversation, much more um, aware of and paying attention to from this day forward. Beautifully
0: said, Kristen. And Sarah, I think this is a beautiful closing point for our conversation and for our listeners. And I think that we gave them a lot to think about, so that they can start to take steps on this journey of living from the heart. So thank you, ladies. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, all of the souls who are tuning in to what we have to channel for you. We will see you next week. That's it. Immense gratitude for you for tuning in. And as Kristen puts it so well.
2: And I just want to say to any listener that there's, there's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from.